0: This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world, talking with fellow human design reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Ellen. Ellen is a 4'6 reflector and she uses her beautiful reflector qualities to map people's minds and coach and mentor businesses to see where their processes are broken. What a fascinating thing to do. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you so much
1: for having me.
0: We got here in the end. You were scheduled a couple of months ago when I took my hiatus and you've been patiently waiting. So thank you very much for that. Yes, absolutely. It's so beautiful to have four sixes in my space. I I have a lot of four sixes in my space. Um, and that's something that it just occurred to me this morning as I was writing up some show notes and I'm like, wow. I really, really work with a lot of four sixes. So before we get in with that, Ellen, can you share with us your journey with human design or how human design found
1: you? Yeah, absolutely. So I found human design probably about three years ago. I was listening to a podcast um, organic Olivia podcast is what it was called. And they were talking about human design and they had talked about how reflectors are rare. And when I looked it up, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm a reflector. And that was my first time understanding that, but I didn't really start diving in until about a year and a half ago and understanding and learning what it means to be a reflector has been instrumental in understanding how I interact with people and where I, can be so accepting and loving of my qualities um, without comparing myself to other people. Being able to see people so deeply can, in my opinion, be a blessing and a curse if you don't understand why you see people so deeply and that some people don't necessarily wanna be seen and that's okay. So I've learned a lot about the journey and um, how I can navigate the strengths and, and know my own boundaries of when I share that gift with people and when it's really just not, not an appropriate time.
0: Yeah. Isn't that a tough one to navigate? That's, that's a toughie. Now, when you found human design, you were like, Oh, wow, I I am this reflector. Like, what did you do then? Did you, I find that we go either one way or another, we either just take a deep dive into ourselves or we start studying everybody around us. What was your, what what happened with you? Mm.
1: I definitely took a deep dive into myself. I wanted to learn everything about it and then put it into a practice. Um, And then I started unknowingly using the gifts in both of my businesses. I have two businesses now and I've been able to use the reflector gifts. And it wasn't until I really dove in that I was able to use pieces of knowing I'm a reflector into my business strategy. So I would say it's been really helpful, not just in my personal life and dating, but also in business too.
0: Yeah. It's like a cheat code in a way, isn't it? like we get yeah.
1: <laughs> we get a little bit of a cheat code to go oh hang on I actually see
0: through something that other people do do other people not see this why don't they right. see it yeah and that four six profile of yours have you done a deep dive into that
1: I know a good a good amount of it the four six um I've actually created my own marketing strategy for myself around the idea of being a 4-6. So getting around people and having those natural conversations is something that I would love to do regardless. And my whole business is built around, what do I love to do regardless? And then Money will naturally be a byproduct of that. But what do I want to put my time and energy into? So some people are really great at generating content on social media. I would say my strength is going in and having organic connections, sharing what I do naturally. And if it's a fit, it'll be a magnetic fit. And if it's not, it's not for me.
0: Yeah. So talk about young Ellen growing up. When you found human design and you go, ah, that's why. What was your, what was your, what was little, little girl Ellen like? Like, how was your
1: life? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, Little Ellie, little Ellie was very aware at a young age. And I think because of that, there was a lot of frustrations because I was just a kid, but I was seeing all these things. And to me, they were so true. Um, But I don't know if my opinion quite had, um, a place until I started to feel really empowered with what I was seeing and to know and trust myself. But I would say the number one thing would be environment. I have to have a, an environment that feels really good. I also have a Taurus moon, so I think that that might be part of it. I love comfort, and I don't know. Although my family is just absolutely incredible, I don't believe that that home environment was the perfect, um, perfect fit for me. I love us. I love silence. I love beautiful looking things, but also not a lot going on. Simple. Um, And I think if I would have had a little bit more say in knowing what environments would have felt right to me, um, that probably would have been helpful. But I think another one, too, is um, I remember going up to other kids and just wanting to play and... I realize that that's not that's actually kind of off putting or that's my perception of what I've I've experienced as an adult as well. It feels so much better to just be and to have an inviting energy and whoever wants to come come. But I've done that with other people just as an adult. Like, "Hi. Hi, I'm I'm here. I want to be friends." And people are kind of off put. Um, and I remember having some quote unquote traumatic memories as a child, they were like somewhat traumatic to me because I didn't understand why the kids didn't want to play with me when I was telling them that I wanted to be friends. So that's been another helpful, um, uh, thing to learn that as a kid, even though I want to be friends with everybody, it doesn't necessarily mean that going up and, um, inviting myself into their world is necessarily the best way to do it. I don't know if it's because the energy is very strong, um, or what and let's see
0: my son's a four six um he's a manifesting generator so disregard that but i watch what you just said then i watch him do the same and (laughs) and i watch him often get pushed back a bit as well but i know him and i know that this is the challenges of the four six and that's why you know i'm bringing it up it's like you're so friendly and and magnetic but then you kind of can be well, get out of my space you're too much it's just like but that's who I am <laughs> so yeah. I I'm just hearing you say that it's like even you know different um different types it's still like I see him going through that and he's only he's not not quite six so yeah that's
1: also helpful for me too because I w- I thought it was a reflector thing, but it makes sense also that it would be more of a 4-6 thing and just having such big energy um, being around people. But I think also with that, the people who are not for me, there won't be much of a connection, but the people who are here for me, it's, it's strong either with me or with them or with both of us. It's just this inner knowing yeah. um, and it lines up with my gene keys as well. But there's a key in my sequence that talks about how the people that are gonna be on my journey, it's gonna all come through these interpersonal relationships, especially with my business. And that has been helpful to learn because um, I don't need to worry if people don't like me or want me around. The The younger version of me was pretty put back by that because my ability to create connections almost feels like survival as well. If that's my strength and and somebody doesn't wanna have a connection, the younger version of me would be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Yeah.
0: And that takes time to navigate through that, doesn't it? Like even though you've got all of the, the knowings, like we know we go, okay, that's why this happens. And this is what the gene keys in your process, all of that. It's still like, it still is in our body. We still feel that conditioned conditioning that we've had. So I always say to people, give yourself grace and permission to go, you know, I'm not going to be perfect all the time because I'm fighting all these years of just shit. So, you know, they creep, I'm sure it creeps up occasionally there where it's like, oh, just yeah. want to go in and everyone, give everyone a hug and ask them how they are. And oh, yeah, yes. I've got, I've, I've got a lot of admiration for four sixes, how they can do that. I, um, I'm a very bright and bubbly person, but when I get around other four sixes, it's just like it's next level, and I'm like, "What do you do that?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's wow.
0: it's really really nice. So, in your family environment, were you raised by generator types as well?
1: I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm. If I were to take my guess, I would say yes, they all seem to be very generator-like, but I haven't gone in and done, I don't, I don't have everybody's birth time Yeah, and I haven't gone in and done anything like that.
0: Yeah. So when you, um, obviously young Ellen, she's, she's gone through school. Did you kind of know what you wanted to do or have you kind of been sampling through your life thus far?
1: Oh my gosh. Wow. There's been a lot of sampling, a <laughs> lot of sampling. So I will say I, I I lucked out because I graduated with my business marketing degree and I've been in the marketing realm for um since then so i think it's been like 10 or or 8 to 10 years i've been in this field but i got to the point where i was supposed to niche down and i knew that just didn't feel right i didn't understand that there was a type of role where i could still stay perched at the top seeing what i needed to see as opposed to down on the ground doing the the actions every day um and but it has been quite a bit of sampling when it comes to creating my own business i started my own business 2 years ago and I mean, sampling on another level, every single day I would wake up and be like, who am I? What am I doing today? Um, and it took hiring a business coach. I'm really grateful for my business coach because he gave me a space to ground down and feel a little bit more safe to explore without completely jumping to another thing. I felt like I can do so many things. I want to just become whatever somebody wants me to be in those moments. And that that's not really how it works, but I have a really close um, girlfriend who's just a blessing to me. And I always ask her, who am I again? I haven't had to do that since hiring the business coach, but I I definitely went through a a big phase where I just questioned, what am I doing? Who am I here for? Who needs me? And um, now I have a lot more clarity. Thank goodness.
0: Yeah. So you said you started that business two years ago. Are you working on your own from, from home? Like, or, or are you in, and, and let's talk about that because especially a four, six, reflector and you were just saying there luckily you've got a business coach and and a friend but do you find some days it's just like there is literally no energy or or do you find that you have been able
1: to sort of like master the cycles definitely master the cycles um 2020 when the times hit I realized how much I need to be around community, but I also have that element of needing to go and be by myself. But that time where everybody was quarantined, that that was not good for me. My mental health was not well. And I was trying to figure out why and, and human design helped. But um, after I I'm in a really good place in my life and business where I f- really, truly understand how I best operate, my energy levels, how my time should be used, what I should be working on, what makes me feel really good. And I went through a long journey. I mean, my self-awareness journey probably feels more like eight years as well, but um, helping to understand myself so that I can maneuver the practical re- reality around it. So for example, I went through a phase where I realized that every time that I got sad or low energy, my thoughts would go to not feeling like I had a tribe to call on, um, a tribe of women, a sisterhood. And so I dedicated a season where I was prioritizing sisterhood. And now I have this incredible tribe of women, but I sit with what I need. I listen to it and then I go after it. And so now I feel like I'm in this really good place where I know what I need. I've gone after it. And now I feel pretty resourced. Um, and also resource in a way where when life changes, because it will, I'll still have a foundation to stand on.
0: I love that, that you just dropped into yourself and just went, what do I need? Felt what you needed and then went after it or to use air quoting here, manifested it. That's actually really inspiring. We could all learn from that (laughs) because we do need people and we're finding this, you know, sometimes even A lot of our work is online now and that's great, but it's not the same, Um, not the same at all to have those, those interactive, like to feel people to be in that space. Mm -hmm. So how does that work for you in your work that you're doing? Obviously the mentoring and the coaching and in business. So you're working either one-on-ones as well as working in group environments, I'm assuming. Is that Mm -hmm. predominantly online for you or are you able to step into the office?
1: um it's all predominantly online and I do take some clients in person which is a really nice balance
0: yeah yeah and do you find that if you were to step back into doing this by going into offices do you do you feel I guess you can't know really but I'm sure you have at some point there is a little bit more you know getting to know getting to feel what's happening in these environments in person? opposed to going over the zoom or whatever platform you're using. Have you, have you oh, felt yeah. it that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I always enjoy being physically in the environment. Um, but with how the times have changed, I've just adapted to being able to do everything virtually. And a couple of the larger companies that I work for are international. So everything has to be <laughs> online. Um, but maybe just to share a little bit about what the two businesses are and how I've applied human design. The first one is um, I'm a process consultant. So I go into different marketing teams and I strategize um, their existing operational workflows and then set up systems and and communication bridges and all that so that they can be more efficient. And the way that human design comes into that is I feel like I can see right through the business. It's almost like um, all of my information comes in the interviews but I know what questions to ask and from those questions it's almost like I can see like an x-ray right into the business and see where all the different blocks are and then to propose different ways for the for the for the team to work together do you and, ask for their their birth details
0: to do that or are you just intuitively going on the feel the, of
1: that the the so the the first business that I have the process consulting that one is less spiritual and more how are they working? How yeah. are they getting work done? Yeah. And my second business is I am a coach um and I help people to understand their their balance, how balanced are they in all areas of their life and how are they using their energy and time in a way where they can actually see results. But I have a practice called intuitive mind mapping. And it's some, a method that I created actually using a project management tool, but it allows me to get deep into their subconscious and use intuitive questions to come up with a reflection of where I'm seeing different patterns in their narratives. And I I feel like it's been, it's been really cool to, to use my reflector gifts in that way and to help Mm -hmm. people really feel seen.
0: Yeah. I love that. Uh, on a, podcast i i did last year with amber clements uh, we were sharing some of our our previous lives in in lives in the corporate world and just what you're saying then about being able to walk into an environment and and just see where all the gaps and holes are that was something that i knew that i could do all those years ago or i felt it and I used to sort of like re- reference myself as being a Skittlesticks girl. Do you have Skittlesticks in the States? So like the it's a game and you have the sticks and you drop them and you've got to take one straw or stick out before you crash it?
1: I'm not sure. It might be called know, something.
0: But- I need to find out what yeah. this is called. But I used to, I used to, in my mind's eye, I used to call myself the Skittlesticks girl. So essentially i just go in there and go, Boof, and I'd, that's the dream job I wanted to create. But clearly I went in a different direction. So, sorry, I was just listening to you say that going, you're the Skittlesticks girl. I exactly, you know, I could I could <laughs> see how that works because I, I felt that in my body at the time of going, I can see exactly what's not working in this environment and who's underperforming or who's not because of this dynamic and that and that and that and that. So you were yeah. just saying then you're doing it from a, even a marketing point of view. I'm just like, yes, that's a superpower. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you have a feeling or do people ever respond to you like um, like when they're in your presence, they feel like they need to be their best or I don't know if I'm wording it correctly, This this resistance, but because they're being seen or almost like maybe you remind them of somebody in their childhood. Have you ever felt any of that?
0: A lot of it um the work that i do and who i work with i find and i'm noticing it more and more over the last couple of years as i've kind of come into a little bit more of a mature me people just shatter a lot in front of me um they dump very very easily and quickly but i think i now understand what you're saying and correct me if i'm wrong people like to put their best foot forward with you from the get-go because they feel like they're trying to, they're trying to prove something to somebody or themselves. Yeah, but do they then crumble, <laughs> or they they keep they keep trying to maintain it?
1: <laughs> I, I've heard people just kind of want to resist, like not get too close, because they feel like they're not putting their best foot forward. And, um, but but I've not said anything or done anything yet. So just trying to better understand energetically, does that happen? Is that a reflector thing? I think it could be because to use just
0: the mirror to mirror, if you're, even though people outwardly express a lot of things and their confidence and their surety, deep down we've all got insecurities and we've all got issues that we've dealt with, whether or not it's, you know, poor little Johnny who's been forced to be a lawyer, whereas deep down he wanted to be a farmer. And his whole family pushed him. So he's constantly feeling this inadequacy. So if he's got a business coach, you standing right in front of him, he's very super hyper aware of his inadequacy because there's the mirror looking back at him and he's like, fuck. So he's probably puffing up his chest and going, right, like I did when I was a child with my parents. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So I could definitely see how that works of that aspect. And also we can come across as being extremely confident when we're standing in our authenticity mm-hmm. and that can really unsettle people. So they, they're holding on for dear life because they're like, because ah. I get the opposite now because I guess I work in a different field. Like I work with mums women and parents, so it's a little bit gentler. They're not having to prove. In a, they're having to prove in a different way. But generally they're the ones that they will just, oh come here you know (laughs) so it's like I don't know why I'm always crying when I'm around you and I'm like oh that's just because yeah again it's the mirror it's the reminding them maybe what you said reminding them of somebody from their childhood
1: yeah I have another question I wanted Mm. to ask you sometimes in my life I see myself through my own patterns reflecting back to me and, and I'm able to better understand myself so if I have somebody do something to me that hurts my feelings and I'm able to reflect and see, oh, I did something like that in another relationship. And that helps me to better understand my point of view and their point of view. Does that happen in your world too? Yep.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. If we don't have somebody who really sees us and that we can use as sounding boards, these are the patterns of our life. This is just the experience of and and most people do have that, but we seem to we we seem to need it differently because we're often not really seen. Um, we are seen, but it's just we're not, people like to see themselves. They like to look out through their own lens. Yeah. So if you've picked up on that, that's huge growth for you because you can then go, right, this is, this is a part of your authority. So this is a part of how you can keep evolving and growing. Um, and you've seen it. You go, okay, here's my patterns when they come and bite me back on the ass.
1: <laughs> I love yeah. it.
0: That's really, really, really powerful. Because yeah. we all have a different process. Some is just more time, some is just this, some is just that. Some is sounding boards being able to have that. I, I'm just going to talk at you for 15 minutes straight. That's me. And then I'm going to hear it back and go, okay, good thanks. <laughs> Got <ahead." Right>. it. <laughs> so we all do things and and there's all these little like nuggets in our chart that literally show us exactly this blueprint of who we are and how we best process things. So good on you for finding that because that's powerful.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that's too why um, relationships really holding on to the relationships where you also get to feel seen, like what you mentioned, not just seen, but also understood and, and somebody who's able to give you feedback because they see you so deeply when we're so used to seeing everybody else so deeply and not necessarily getting that in return and not really needing everybody to give that in return, but those few key people, do you, do you feel like you have those few key people too, where you're just like, these are my people.
0: I'm, I'm getting them. It, um, remembering I'm a five one, so I have a very very large projection field. Um, I'm getting them. I'm I similar to what you did. I realized that I needed a very deep and closer sister circle of not people who were kind of like taking and also me not just trying to fix everybody because, you know, I'll I'll do that. I'll just put a lot of myself out there to help other people but realising that I was being drained. But that was on me, totally on me. So, yes, I'm calling that in a lot more. But the ones that I do have are very, I've become very close to them and very sacred projectors I've yeah. two extremely close projectors in my life and they're the people I can just go Voom. and and they will just go right I see this um very interesting that the the two close projectors are ones a five two and the other ones are one three so there's definitely the five and the one aspect of my personality which they can understand so I find the little patterns in patterns like that of the people that I feel the closest with and obviously my partner he's a generator he's a two four though so I think if he was maybe a different it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same but the two four because he's quieter and you know he's a little bit more stoic yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun right isn't it So fun. I love it. (laughs) You were saying before that you're also studying a bit of the gene keys. Have you just done your profile have you started doing any of the sequences?
1: Yeah, I have gone into all of my keys in the books and read up on all of them. And then I also bring them into some of my coaching sessions, um, focusing in on some of the keys and helping people to understand their shadow is also their gift. And um, the gene keys has been incredibly helpful for me I mean hugely h- helpful yeah
0: yeah me too I've I've been re-journeying back through the sequences and just listening to Richard Rudd it's quite hypnotic mm-hmm. I just could listen to him I don't know if you've ever just jumped on YouTube and and he does a lot of free coaching stuff and he talks with people and how he how he just does it how he pieces it all together and it's just like fascinating so if you you ever want a bit of nurturing english you know very spiritual mm-hmm. kind of stuff
1: richard runs guy oh uh, yeah. his books are incredible not even for what he's channeled but also just conscious awareness principles the way that he sees the world and shares it has been helpful too Yeah. So in your experience, Ellen, I always ask people this.
0: If somebody finds out that they're a reflector, a new reflector, what's one piece of advice that you could give them, especially a 4-6 reflector, just to put you on the spot?
1: Mm, That's a great question. Probably the best piece of advice would be to know that if you take the extra steps to creating a safe place in your home in your life in your calendar always creating that safe space where you can curate an environment where you really feel like you're home and in your own energy and you prioritize that you'll create the space to integrate everything that's been happening and coming in i think that's part of the reason why reflectors can get burnt out is because they're not going back to their their safe space and so they're not integrating and it's almost like constantly downloading other people's energy but not having a place to come back to center and I do believe a lot of wisdom comes through us and if we're meant to be a channel and we've blocked our channel because we keep wanting to be around more and more people and we want to be the same as everybody else and not understand why we're different then we don't have that opportunity to truly connect and to be best part in my opinion the best part of our human existence is getting to build a relationship with ourselves and really know what we love what makes us laugh what what makes us sad what frustrates us um what makes us come alive in our business and all of the fun opportunities you have to truly understand yourself and then understand how do you interact with everybody else but always putting yourself first even if it's 5 minutes in the morning deep breaths before you go give to everybody else in your world
0: I love that that is so good and so true to even have like a set up your own room if you can or your own little corner of the world with your own altar or whatever you do I love that because it's been very very important in my life and other people that I work with as well yeah, that close the door and be in ours with our plants and drums and whatever we whatever we need. Right. I noticed notice your environment there. It's not you know it's beautiful and white and 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 I love light bright yeah. colors like that. You've got your plant. I'm like, yes, your environment looks great for me.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it is. I, I'm still learning how to um like in relationships how much energy to share because in the typical home environment you share a bed, which you're exchanging a lot of energy and you share a lot of time together. Have you been able, like, do you have anything that you could share with me about how you've been able to navigate that as a reflector?
0: When I first started, um, I was obviously, my first year was very much experiential of just me feeling into it and things like that. My second year, then I started to sleep apart a lot more and that was good. But at the same time, I didn't like it because I just kind of didn't. <laughs> yeah. But we've over the last few years, we've naturally, which is odd because I was only thinking about and talking to someone about this the other day, over the last couple of years, we've naturally got into this flow where I need a lot more sleep. Like I, I like to go to bed earlier and I lie there for a bit. and And then Jason will come probably a couple of hours after me. So I might go to bed at eight thirty or nine o'clock, and he'll come in at like ten thirty, eleven, because he's still doing. Because he's a generator, mate. Generators have got to generate. They're just like, got to run until I burn out. Oh, so what? I'm getting that time, and then when he comes, he comes in. He's there, and he then he also gets up earlier than me. So we've just, you know, so it depends if I'm if I'm in a high training. Um, phase of my life so it depends whether or not i'm training for triathlon if i'm training for triathlon i'm normally out of bed by four o'clock and off off i go so i'm getting a lot of me energy um and he's also getting his own space as well but we can still be together that works for us whereas i know a lot of other reflectors they have their own bedrooms obviously they have their times together but Mm -hmm. they have their own sleeping quarters for lack of better words, and that works for them. Others, it doesn't because they might have projector partners or someone like that that just doesn't. Uh, my dogs, I have our dogs are inside at night. And sometimes they even give me the shits. So I'll just be like, right, I'm going in here to my studio and I've got like a rollout kind of bed.
1: Yeah.
0: Everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> even even the dogs, it's like everybody out. And that That's happening less and less since I'm getting a little bit more of my time and really owning that energy. So, sorry, that is a very long answer to your question, but you've got to experience it for you. That's the only advice I can say to people. Trial it. Sleep on your own because it's beautiful to sleep on your own. I know when I I went away last weekend and I had like the whole bed, you know, the big king bed, and I was literally like sprawled right out. And I'm like, this is good. Yeah. Do you sleep on your own? Do you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But in most of my, I think all of my previous relationships, I would have to take time. Like I, I, I haven't permanently um like shared a home with somebody. So I haven't gotten to that part, but that's obviously in the future. Um, but the relationships that I have had, I mean, sometimes I've just had them like sleep on the couch because <laughs> I want them close but not, but I can't share a bed because I won't sleep. I'll just, I'll be totally exhausted the next day and it's not worth it. Um, but I do, but that does, it does bum me out a little bit because, um, because I do enjoy sharing that time together and I wish I could just sleep really well throughout the night. The only person I can sleep throughout the night really well is my sister, but I think it's because when we were kids, we probably just shared so much time and energy. I'm so used to it. Um, but that has been another thing that's been helpful with, um, human design is that, if I was going against the norm, it would say something. If I, you know, had a separate bedroom than my future husband, whereas with human design, it makes me feel a little more normal. Like, okay. So all these years that I've gone where I felt like I never slept when I was, you know, um, sharing space throughout the night with a partner, that's okay. There's other people that are feeling this and this, and I'm going to have to learn how to make, make a life that really works for me. Yeah. And
0: How interesting is that that we've been raised in this society where that's the status quo, that, you know, husband and wife or wife and wife whoever, partners, have to share a bedroom. (laughs) My little children said to us ages ago, time's irrelevant for me, could have been a year, three, could have been two weeks ago. Um, why, Why is it, I said, why is it that you get to sleep together and we've got to sleep in our own beds. And I, at this moment in time, I was like, you ha- actually have a very valid point and one I can't really articulate correctly here to give you the right answer and I'm just like, whoa, because. <laughs> but it was so true. It's like society just deems that, you know, mum and dad or, or, as I said, whatever relationship that you have, sleep together. And And for most parts we want to be.
1: Yeah.
0: But once you kind of get over that, you're like, okay, like we've done the we've done the honeymoon phase.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I want to
0: build a house. You know, the, that that house that's got the two the two um, his and hers either side, and then they've got the con- combined uh, family area in the middle. That is my dream house because yeah. it's like as you were saying before about environment. You can create your own beautiful environment that feels nurturing for you, and your partner can create their beautiful environment that's nurturing for you. And then you meet in the middle.
1: Yep.
0: How how great a life would that
1: be? Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> we need to do. We've kind of set that up here. That's 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 another thing that we've done. We've set that up here where we've both got our own studios. So um the she cave and the he cave, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So we can tap out and have our own space that's, you know, decorated or or has what we want. And he comes in here and he's like, this feels really good. And I go into his and I'm like, this feels really clunky. (laughs) (laughs) Just different, just different vibes, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you very much. How can people like, I'm very curious about this work that you're doing with the mapping before Mm -hmm. we, before we end and and just if people want to work into that, because that's a really helpful skill to have with people, how they can map through. Would you mind sharing with us about that?
1: Yeah, so intuitive mind mapping is really great for people when they are stuck. They know they're blocked, but they don't know what it could possibly be um, because they're in their own world. They're in the details of their own world. But when we do a session together, they're able to see a bird's eye view through me, through the questions that I'm asking, um, and it ends up giving them clarity. So if they're at a place in their business where they want to go to the next level, but they just feel like they can't, we do an intuitive mind mapping and we go beyond business because a lot of times um, what's actually blocking them is something so much deeper. It could be in their life. It could be in their relationship. It could be in being overwhelmed by something that's happening um, that they wouldn't have ever thought about. But the way that I do the intuitive mind mapping is that the initial aspect of the exercise is I have them stream of consciousness, unload everything that's stressing them out. And, and I say anything, it could be something you need to pick up at the grocery store. It could be something massive. It could be, it doesn't have to be in any order. It doesn't have to make sense because to me, when I'm hearing it, I see an order. So they get to unload everything that's in their mind and drop into their heart for once people. So many people are in their heads so often And it's easy to bring them into an embodiment exercise. And that's really wonderful. But it's also kind of like a band-aid solution because they still have to go back to their life where everything is really chaotic. And what we're able to do is we're able to pinpoint in different areas of opportunity that they can go in um, so that they can get back on the path of magnetic alignment. And that's actually why I named, um, I have a podcast. I also had to put it on pause for a second, but um, I call it sacred pattern because I believe we have this sacred pattern. And the magnetism of our alignment will bring us back onto our path. But if we deviate too far from our path, that's when our body feels like a magnet trying to get back to the path. But our ego and our mind say, no, we don't want to get back on the path. We want to stay where we're at because we're comfortable. And the magnetic path is like, no, it's time to come back. And then you get back into alignment and you just feel, you know, that feeling that you have in your body where you're like, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be right here, right now, because I listened to myself and I had the courage to follow that. So we do the intuitive mind mapping and that does go into coaching as well, because once they understand, okay, this is the area, this is the path, then having that support and those practical steps, um, because I do have a project management background. So we take what's happening in the ethereal, we bring it into the practical reality and walk them through. And then also that emotional support system that when they hit a bump in the road, they're safe, they're okay. And they're, they're supported
0: that's magnetic that's <laughs> magical and magnetic i love yeah. that you, yeah. you know when you know when you start feeling and post your thinking you just know and what you were saying there about that magnetic pull yeah powerful stuff ellen thank you yeah,
1: thank you for asking
0: yeah well look um can you give your uh, social details of how people can reach out to you work with you hear more
1: yeah absolutely so As we talked about, I'm a four, six. I love meeting people. If you have that magnetic pull where you have more questions, I would love to meet you. That would be such an honor for me. Um, My Instagram is probably the best way to reach me. It's Ellie underscore BT. And then any other details about my work, you can probably find there, but the initial just connecting hearts is so important. And I would love to meet whoever hears this and feels the call.
0: Yeah. And where are you residing right now, Ellen?
1: I'm in Austin, Texas. Austin.
0: Okay. More Austiners. We're doing a reflector map. So we're like going to get some pins dropping all around the world, just be beautiful.
1: Yeah, I love that. Goals.
0: But anyway, thank you so very much, beautiful soul, for taking your time today and being with us, hearing about your journey. And I appreciate you greatly.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity and just getting to touch into the energy fields of so many other reflectors and beautiful beings.
0: Thank you.